Sinister Myth, How Stories We Tell Perpetuate Violence. This podcast challenges cultural mythologies about sexuality in the West, because so often they encourage, perpetuate, or foster violences against women and minorities. It is supported by an Ohio State Affordable Learning Exchange grant and is created by Zoe Brigley Thompson and Brendan Walsh. Sinister Myth Bite Size is an extra dose of sinister wisdom to keep you going until the next full podcast. In this month's Bite Size, we sat down with Erin Upchurch, social worker and director of Kaleidoscope Youth Centre, to talk about sex education. One of the issues we talk a lot about in my sexuality and violence class is thinking about sex education. I wondered if you had any thoughts on that. Of course yes. I have thoughts about sex yes. education. Yes. Um, I, used to, I worked at Planned Parenthood for a bit, actually, and uh, I was doing it during the 2008 campaign when Obama won, which was a great moment in time. Uh, but then I was also a community health educator. And so the team that I worked under in that time was amazing because we were so intentional that even though our curriculum was not LGBTQ inclusive, we made sure that we brought that in there. And so it can be what's considered small things that when you talk about body parts, reproductive organs, they're just organs. Like let it be a neutral organ. The uterus is a uterus. Some people have that. Some bodies have them. Some bodies don't. Language like that makes such a difference that people can actually see themselves in the story. Because if you're up there and you're just saying this belongs to a specific gender, you're leaving out a lot of folks and they're probably going to stop listening and not get that information. And then when you get into like negotiating relationships and safety and again, that neutrality and, and that conversation, not making it just be about boys and girls. Um, it's about people and personhood. And, and so having that conversation and, and of course this whole abstinence until marriage thing, which, um, <laughs> the thing, uh, you know, for a long time left out a whole community who couldn't get married. Uh, but it also isn't about safety. You know, that's not, people are still going to have sex. And so let's empower them to be safe. And so I think it, it seems radical to be inclusive, but if we just look at, you know, bodies are bodies, people are people. If you look at that, it doesn't have to be that radical. You know, it, it really doesn't, but it is. And, and we can acknowledge that. I really worked hard my kids were younger to always be talking about sexuality, answering their questions as much as matter of factly as possible. Um, my my young parent self was like, that way when they're teenagers, they'll talk to me about it. So we all know the story is they really don't. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but the issue is it's not a taboo thing. I'm not uncomfortable talking about it. And so even though they don't want to, I know they know they can get information from me in a non-judgmental way, in a neutral way, and in a way that loves them and cares them, and I'm not going to be uncomfortable. So as the adults, we have to get comfortable talking about sex and sexuality and understanding um, it's part of human development and child development. And we, if we can look at it from that perspective and not a thing to like keep people from, I think that is going to really change our approaches. Okay.